0: This It's 49ers. Cutback podcast time. Welcome to the show. 49ers beat the Arizona Cardinals 38-13. to Interesting game. I felt like the 49ers, that defensive start, uh, wasn't spectacular. David Blau chucks it deep down the field, but, you know, the 49ers responded. And besides a little bit of a lull uh, in the late first quarter, early second quarter, the 49ers offense looked spectacular. Brock Purdy was operating at a high level. Christian McCaffrey, look like freaking christian mccaffrey i mean the dude's just a beast um so yeah and uh, what's up to everyone in chat sg how's it going i bleed how's it going uh bleed red and gold is in chat oscar how's it going cowboy angel what's up and john mr sac francisco how are you doing and john says i was only one shy of my hashtag brock 30 bold prediction i said he would get four tds he had a very good performance. Brock Purdy was finding him and George Kittle have some sort of a connection. I feel like him and Brandon Ayuk have a connection. It's working out really well. And I bleed uh, Red and Gold said, we needed to win this, go down like this. If not, haters would start talking. Yeah, they needed to dominate. And they did. Yeah, that sec- the, especially the end of the second quarter, that last drive before the half, going down and scoring that touchdown, and then coming right out in the third quarter with another touchdown drive. Those are the types of things the 49ers have been doing along this winning streak that has turned games uh, very heavily in their favor. They've been handling it at a, you know, kind of a big clip. And so the 49ers do secure the number two seed. Uh, they are going to be the number two seed in the playoffs. I was trying to watch all the scores, you know, to see exactly um, where everyone was sitting. We know the Vikings won earlier. Uh, the Eagles have the ball. Uh, they're up 22 to 16. That game got a little bit more interesting and then, you know, we got the overtime game, too, um, for the Seahawks. I was trying to see Seahawks and Rams are in overtime. Seahawks have the football right now. So those those things are still playing a part in the in the 49ers, potentially, you know, where they're seated. It looks like they're going to be two Eagles with a six-point lead and the football. Um, but you just, you never know, right? You just never know. Uh, and let's see. Uh, SG says, "What were some positive takeaways from this game? There, there's lots of positive takeaways. I, I thought that they pressured David Blau. They got after him in a big way. They played tough. I felt like the 40 yards offense got some rhythm and got going. Uh, they could really hang their hat on that se- the end of the second, early third quarter, as far as rhythm. And that was with them being off Kyle Shanahan's, you know, script. I mean, he scripts out the first 15 plays. That they're off script by that point." Now uh, that's when Kyle starts making his adjustments. Okay, I see what exactly the defense is trying to do to me, and now I'm gonna make adjustments. They got some early sacks with matchups of JJ Watt on Spencer Burford, and that seemed to work out for them. And then eventually the Four Yards figured a way to negate that. And then just like I said in my key matchups, right? Make sure you stop JJ Watt. He's the most impressive player on Arizona. After that, they don't really have a whole lot. They're without Zayvon Collins without Buda Baker. Uh, they, were, they were missing a lot of players, and so the 49 just had to really go and execute it. So, yeah, Mr. Corson says, had the Giants lifted a finger, they would have won Seattle in overtime with the ball. Thanks for the updates. I, I appreciate that. And uh, what's up, John? How you doing? He said, did B.A. B. get 1,000 yards? Yeah, he did. B.A. got over 1,000 yards. He's the 13th receiver in 49ers history to go over 1,000. So, pretty cool moment. What's up, traffic? says, can you smell it in the air? It's uh effing... Playoff time now. It is. Uh, what's up, Donald? How's it going? Welcome to chat. I believe says Purdy has already done enough to be quarter one, quarterback one next year. I think it's a conversation that you know luckily we don't have to talk about right now. We could talk about that after the playoffs, and I'm hoping for Brock Purdy to become the first quarter rookie quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Uh the Four ers are already doing things they've never done before. This is the first time they've ever won ten games in a row uh so i mean that's huge in 1984 they won nine heading into the playoffs after they were absolutely ripped off on a terrible uh call in the end zone that gave pittsburgh extra life the 4 Yards could have easily went undefeated in 1984. if you don't know about that go back and watch it. it's ridiculous eric wright did not touch that man uh but that's another story for another day um but anyways golden dragon how's it going golden dragons it says quarterback brock manning purdy with a qbr of 141.3 for this game and there was a couple drops. I felt like George Kittle and Jawan Jennings both had catchable footballs uh, that they could have caught, and he's still just, I mean, he's tearing it up. Uh, and Jay says the Seahawks are about to finish this game. So, I mean, if the Seahawks win, uh, then you know Detroit will not be able to make the playoffs. Will they be motivated to beat Green Bay? I think that's a big question. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, hopefully... Hopefully, the 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 Detroit Lions will still be motivated because I think I would rather play the Seahawks. I don't know how everyone else feels. I'd rather play the Seahawks uh, than the Green Bay Packers. I mean, bring on whoever, but I just think that's a good situation. Um, you know, for the 49ers, is this the, the better matchup? Uh, Green Bay, of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers hasn't beat you know Green Bay. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers hasn't beat the 49ers in, what, four playoff appearances? Uh, and it's at Levi's. You got to feel like that gives them you know, the number one, number one chance there. Um, So uh, is the Eagles game final? Everyone in chat, let me know if it's, if it's final, it appears to be as they're listed as 14 and three on here, uh, but the score still says the same. So I was just curious what everyone else is seeing. Traffic says Purdy should be right in the conversation of rookie of the year. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Six straight games now with two, two touchdowns or more. That is a spectacular way to start your season. Um, he, he's doing it at a high level. There's not very many you know, quarterbacks, especially even in 49ers history, that have been able to pull that off. It has been great. And I believe this Kittle and Purdy connection is magical. It's looked really good. Uh, Kittle's uh, ability along the back of the end zone has been pretty spectacular. Uh, I've, I've liked his toe tap, his awareness of where he is. I mean, he turned Isaiah Simmons all around on that one. That was spectacular. And SG's asking me my thoughts on Gino. Uh, I think Gino's a quarterback that I'd love to play because he can be confused, he can be sacked, uh, and he can be prone to making mistakes. Uh, So I I like that. Traffic says Dan Campbell will have those players motivated to play still. Lions, though the Packers have no respect for them. So kicking them out of the playoffs would be a huge for them. You're right. I mean, you're you're right. If there's any team right that's going to be motivated, even though they don't have any playoff hopes, it's going to be the Detroit Lions with Dan Campbell at the helm. Uh, they're a prideful group, and they know this carries on the next year, and they're an up-and-coming team. Letting the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers know, hey, we're here and we're not going anywhere, I think could be a big message. So that would be huge. And SG says 22-16 is the final. So that that's a final. Eagles get the victory. They're the number one seed officially. Hey, Ellie says, 49 yards versus everyone, anyone. I like the attitude. And what's up, Uncle Rob? How's it going? Hope you enjoyed the game. It was it was pretty fun. I I enjoyed the second and third quarter, especially. Uh, there were moments where I was a little frustrated. Jake Brendel with the, the snap on, you know, third and inches, and he has the inf- snap infraction. A little frustrated about that. The inner uh, offensive line coaching me came out. Uh, but you know what? You know, make the mistakes now. Don't make them in the playoffs. Said that a million times, and Jan says Niners are Rodgers' kryptonite. You're right; that is very much very true. Um, Jaylee says field goal attempt. We're gonna have to see what happens. And Mr. Corey says Seattle won. Now we need Green Bay to lose. So that is where we're sitting right now. The game tonight is going to be a huge matchup. I mean, I mean, we're we're less than an hour away from that game kicking off in Green Bay playing Detroit, and then all the decisions start to get made. Once that's made, too, maybe then we'll get an idea of when these games are going to be. Uh, Aaron Rodgers versus the 49ers, I hope they don't put it on Monday Night Football. I do not want that on Monday Night Football. You know, if you want to put it on Sunday night, do that, um, but not on Monday night. I just don't want that. So, um, Let's see. Jan says, Niners being second seed means they won't lose momentum. In the playoffs, it does. Uh, they don't have a day, a week off. Um, so they roll straight into the next week. It also means they don't travel unless they play Philly. That's the only way they travel now is to Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game. The rest of those games are at Levi Stadium. And we, you know, if Philly ends up losing a game, then the path goes right through Levi Stadium in the 49ers. So they position themselves in a really good spot, you know, for their playoff run. And I think that is what they were trying to do. I think Kyle managed this game. Very well, the way he handled the snaps, the way he handled the playing time. He got his players out. He got experience for other guys. He took a look at other guys. I mean, Jack Rabbit Jenkins was out there. You know, they're taking a look at him. Uh, Ambry Thomas has been dealing with an ankle for a long time. They're taking a look to see if Jack Rabbit Jenkins can help them in the playoffs, and they're trying to decide. And I think that they're going out and they're making some of these decisions. All four running backs were active, like we talked about on the live yesterday. And all, you know, all four got action. Jordan Mason looked good. TDP's first run was absolutely explosive. I thought he looked pretty good, too. Uh, they were running when Arizona knew exactly what was coming, and they were doing well. So it, it's been good news. Elijah Mitchell was, was very powerful. He looked pretty quick. Uh, excited about the running back room. And then, you know, you saw par for the course, the norm. George Kittle making plays. Uh, Brandon Ayuk getting open you know these are the things you expect from the 49ers offense and they were doing it and then Debo Samuel got in there made a couple of plays a screen a little check down and you know, he was able to get some yards and um he even got a handoff which i i'm sure a lot of people cringed at but it was it was fun to see him being re-acclimated to this offense and kind of seeing how they were going to work uh, and it looked like Brock Purdy he never got flustered he you know even when even when things were happening he was getting sacked or he was getting forced outside uh so it, it was fun. And Lou says aunt loved the effort today. Yeah, I mean the, the guys were still flying around. They never gave up. You know, they never uh phoned this one in. They went out there and gave great effort. They were excited about the plays that they were making. I enjoyed it. And Jordan Willis once again had another big game. Jordan Willis has been sneakily good uh this season. I think he's you know somebody the four years are gonna target to want to come back and he's proving why. He's playing at a high level, and then he's also been adding on special teams. He's out there on kickoff. He's out there on punt block or punt return. He does a really good job overall. Jordan, uh, I'm sorry. um, He's just a good part of this team, and I think that's important uh, to remember as we continue to go into the playoffs, what he's going to provide off the edge opposite of Bosa, and they got Bosa some rest in this game too. Uh, They got Armstead some rest. Uh, Kinlaw got in there on... you know, and, and you know, got made uh, made McSorley throw over the top of him. So I, I think we're seeing some good things. And Mr. Corey says, glad EbuCom got a sack. Uh, had he not, it would have been four years in a row finishing with four and a half sacks. Glad that didn't happen, Mr. Corey. And you know, last year Ebucom went off in the playoffs. Maybe we'll get that same sort of performance from Samson Ebucom in the playoffs. That would be nice. It'd be really nice. I bleed says CMC is a trade-of-the-century period. He unlocked the 49ers' offense. He unlocked what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. And you can tell the difference what he's in there. And I thought one thing that was interesting on the first Elijah Mitchell run uh, for a touchdown, it's Christian McCaffrey going in motion, and then they're giving it to him behind. So they had both tailbacks on the field. Maybe a little, you know, a little little look ahead to what's going to happen in the playoffs. So, yeah, I love that. And Pobo with the Super Chat. Thanks so much. Bobo says ran the table since our last loss 10 in a row, baby six and no in the division. You're right. Bobo. What a stretch 10 in a row. Good time to be a 49ers fan, just winning. Uh, and you know, it, it, it makes uh, being a fan easier. You know what I mean? When you're winning like this and they're playing at a high level, I think you got to commend Kyle Shanahan for sure. And traffic says, I would highly expect the NFL to put Cowboys versus Tom Brady and the Bucks on Monday night football. I like that traffic, you know, and you're probably right. Uh, you got, you know, America's team against Tom Brady. I think that would make a lot of sense. Let's do that. That way the 49ers don't have to play then. I would rather the 49ers play on Sunday. If they play on Saturday. We'll live with it. And what's up, David Campbell? Welcome to the chat. How's it going? Um, I don't game says, let's go, gang. Time for the real season. This is when it begins, right? Kyle Shanahan calls it the tournament. Uh, you just want to get in, you want a ticket to ride. And once you're in there, you gotta go in there and get it done. And they have a team that's built for it. They can run the football, uh, play action pass, a stingy defense. Uh, it's it's been a spectacular group this year. Four yards defense has played at a high level. Um, I'm I am hopeful they're gonna get Dre Greenlaw back. I think you can tell the difference when Greenlaw's not out there. Just some of the coverage skills and things that he provides this team, I think has is missing. And nothing against Aziz. I think Aziz does great in the run. Uh, when you notice it is when you get into pass. Uh, when you're dropping into zone coverage and things. I mean, there's things that Greenlaw does that, you know, there's only one of the linebacker that can do it, and that's Fred. And it's just, it's spectacular to watch those two guys work together. I believe Red and Gold says, the only thing that can stop us is injuries. This team, healthy, can beat any team, in my opinion. I agree. Healthy, they can beat anyone. Kyle shannon has got this offense rolling. Once again, another 30-point game. Since Brock Purdy took over as quarterback, there's only been one game, where the 49ers didn't go over 30. That was on a short week in Seattle with Brock Purdy injured with an oblique and a rib injury. That is it. Other than that, they're putting up 30-plus points a game. I think they showed on the graphic today that uh, since week 9, the 49ers are averaging 29.8 points per game while giving up 14.3. Uh, that's a 15-point difference. That's that's huge. That's double-digit win uh potential that's crazy. If you can keep anything like that up in the playoffs, uh it's spectacular. And that's why the 49ers have been trending in the right direction offensively. They were, you know, top 10. I think last week they became top 6. I wouldn't be surprised now after this week if they're top 5 talking about a top 3 ranking wise defense with a top 5 offense. That is a recipe for a Super Bowl caliber championship team which is great. Mr. of course, Kittle career high and touchdowns 11 got to be second team all pro. Yeah, it's, I mean, and that, that beats his mark by a lot. And you, you know, everyone was really concerned about Kittle, you know, after the Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, how is Kittle going to respond? Uh, well, you know, Kittle's responding in a good, in a good way. As soon as he got healthy, he has flown onto the scene and this guy's not going anywhere. He's not falling off. He's still one of the most elite blockers and he scores touchdowns. And that's what you want a tight end to do. The safety blanket who scores touchdowns. I love it. WTM says, what grade do you give the offensive line today? You know what? I I I wasn't a huge fan of how Spencer Burford played. Uh they were struggling a little bit on picking up inside stunts to, with JJ Watt. I think they could have came in with a little bit of a better game plan than putting Spencer Burford one-on-one early and then trying to adjust later. Um I'm going to go ahead and, and give them a B- minus because I think they tidied it up later. Their run blocking was good down the stretch, um, but it could easily be a C or C-plus as well because there were some early struggles in that football game as far as blocking, but I think some of it had to do with how Chris Furster wanted it blocked. And I think the Arizona did the smart thing, putting J.J. Watt over Spencer Burford, uh, but what they should have you know, handled it by... Either number one, uh, double teaming him, or finding another way to give help. So I think it was a good plan by them, and the 49ers had to adjust. Once they did, they were fine. But that's why you can't give them a better grade than that. Golden Dragon says the 49ers unhealthy can beat anyone. It seems to be that way, Golden Dragon. They have learned how to overcome injuries better than any football team in this league. I mean, Philadelphia loses their starting quarterback. They lose two games in a row. 49ers lose their starting quarterback. Uh, they start to go on a run with Jimmy Garoppolo and then they lose Jimmy Garoppolo and they go on a run with their third string quarterback, Brock Purdy. Uh, this is pretty spectacular. It's almost unheard of. It just goes to show the great depth uh, that, you know, Kyle Shannon and John Lynch have built, uh, The the character of the individuals that are in that room, and then a coaching staff that understands how to maximize the potential of their players. I think it's a good sign going into the playoffs. I mean... Uh it, it's all said there though, right? Everything you do in the regular season is just to position yourself for this playoff run. Uh and if you don't get it done, uh no one will remember it. So I think that's one thing that the four yards have to do is go out there and execute at a high level. Uh I don't game says I agree completely about Greenlaw. I said the same thing during the game. His ability to coverage is huge. Yeah, I, I think I you know we're we're in one accord there. We need we need Greenlaw back, and hopefully he's back for the wild card. I think that would be important depending on who we play, it's really important. Uh, because of matchups. Bobo says Brock Purdy brings the best out of Kittle. Seems to be. You know what I mean? And Ayuk's doing a good job. Ayuk's been having the same success with Brock Purdy. I, I think it's going to be a nice a nice, uh, chemistry between those individuals. And then you got Christian McCaffrey. Now he's going to have a one-two punch with Elijah Mitchell. How much are we going to see them on the field together? I think there's going to be some cool personnel groupings. And then we saw Kyle Juszczyk get involved a little bit, and they just completely ignored him. You know, if teams want to ignore Kyle Ushek, he's gonna find open places in the zone. He's super smart. They're gonna make plays. David Campbell says if Purdy had started since game one, he might have 35 to 40 TDs. He might. Uh, I think he did he need two uh to tie CJ Bethard. So did he break CJ Bethard's rookie record? That's a 49er rookie record for touchdowns in a season. I think he may have. So he uh he he's the he's I think he's the number one guy now as a rookie. Uh, Remember, Joe didn't play as a rookie, so, I mean, it was uh, C.J. Bethard, and I think Trey Lance had five last year. They were, like, two of the top guys on the list. Uh, Purdy's performed at just such an amazing level. It's been great. Mr. Corey says they gave Watt a going-away present. Yeah, they did. He got a couple of sacks. He was feeling good about himself. And then the 49ers completely kicked Arizona Cardinals' butt, which they were expected to do. 38-13 was even better than I anticipated. I picked 31 13 so i was our 30 i'm sorry 31 to 10 uh so i mean they they did better bobo said we beat everyone in our division by an average of 20 points and that's domination and that's why when we were talking about the division before the season started i said everyone was going one direction the 49ers were going a different and i didn't mean like they were going to lose i just meant how they were building arizona was drafting speed wide receivers uh seattle was drafting speed wide receivers You've seen the Rams, you know, changing direction with their wide receiver group. They were going all, they were, everyone was going that direction. And the 49ers doubled down on what they do. They stayed big on the offensive line and defensive line. They just went with Banks. Uh, they drafted Drake Jackson. They brought in guys, you know, that they felt could help the football team, bigger guys. on Ridgeway. It was all a different mindset for the 49ers who were built on defense and running the football now, Seattle says they're trying to do that, but their draft picks over the last couple of years haven't always proven that with like Dwayne Eskridge and players like that. So you've seen is a philosophy difference between the other three and the 49ers. They're all built to play each other. They're not built to play San Francisco, and San Francisco showed why. They went in there and absolutely bullied those teams. And now they've got those other three teams have to figure out how to uh, play against the 49ers in the future. They're going to have to change it up a little bit. We'll see. We'll see if they can get to it. Hugo G, how's it going? He says, What's up, tcc 49ers looking like they got that formula. Run the ball, stop the run. As special teams flipping the field and winning the turnover battle. Yeah. And uh Tishon Gibson again had another big game. Two interceptions. We had Jordan Willis cause a fumble. That's three turnovers for David Blau. Uh that was that was exciting. And you know, and uh, a Lenore should have had an interception on that that pass, you know, the, the throwback pass. Like that should have been an interception. Uh, that's the only concern I have with Lenore is ball skills. I mean, he was right there on Devontae Adams. Today, he was right there on AJ Green, and they were able to make the plays. That's one thing that is a little concerning, uh, but you saw his tackling refer- return to form today. He was battling uh, in good coverage. They held Hollywood Brown, basically, uh, null and void. So it, to me, it was it was pretty good. Mr. Croix says, Zizal Shire is more of a run-stuffing middle linebacker, not a silent sideline silent guy. You're right, he is. And I think he's going to that's why I think he's going to leave and he's going to be very successful in another system with a different defensive coordinator, Um, you know, and if D'Amico goes somewhere as he could go with him, that would make a lot of sense. But you're right. He doesn't cover sideline to sideline. He's more of a a guy Mike in the middle. Um, Brad says, why am I still in the damn meeting and I can't join the convo? I'm sorry, Brad. I forget that you're right. You know, you're from Australia, so you're right in that part of the day. But uh, thanks, Brad, for coming through anyway, saying what's up. Sorry you can't join the convo. The meeting needs to hurry up and get, get done. Don't they know? 49ers just won. 49ers secured the number two seed. Wow, what's up with these people, Brad? Come on. Come on, work. What are you doing? No one wants to work. Uh, Golden Dragons' cornerback, Lenore, is a patsy. <laughs> what? But we can beat anybody for sure. I, I'm with you. I think they can beat anybody for sure, you know, and, and that's what they have to do. They have to make sure they go in there and execute their game plan and execute what they want to do. But we've seen the 49ers do it already. And that's the thing. We have a motivated group, but a group that has been together for a while. Um, there are guys amongst this, you know, 49ers team uh, that played in the playoffs together last year. So uh, what's what's exciting about it is the 49ers domination today, uh, 34 minutes time of possession. 21 first downs, 311 total yards, which I mean doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're having the turnovers, it does. Uh, only 142 passing yards, but 169 yards on the ground. They only had two penalties, which means they played clean for the most part. Jake Brindle uh, had had one of those that was bad, and then I think we had a also an EbuCom went offsides. They're both offsides penalties. Um, they ran 61 plays, some more plays. Uh both teams actually averaged 5.1 yards per play, which is interesting. I'm sure some of that's because the Four Yards just ran the ball like the end of the game. They could have easily put up 50 points. Uh, but four turnovers for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, that's 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 rough. That's real rough. But you know what? Brock had himself a game. 15 of 20, 75% completion percentage, and that's with two drops. 178 yards and three touchdowns uh absolutely spectacular elijah mitchell had five attempts for 55 yards 11 yard average because he caught that swing that swing pass uh, because it was a lateral it counts as a run play so he gets all those yards for that that was nice christian mccaffrey 10 for 45 Jordan mason eight for 28 Ty davis price eight for 27 so almost identical from mason and price in the same sort of situation where both of them are just trying to run run the clock, get first downs. Uh, they both did the same exact thing. So I think that is, you know, that was kind of, that's kind of a good sign. We got two young cats there behind McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. So the running back room is built for the future. Yeah, and then Ayuk had four for 59, which means he gets the 1,000 yards. Christian McCaffrey, three for 34. And then George Kittle, four for 29. Uh, with two touchdowns, Christian McCaffrey with one receiving, so that's uh I mean that's a pretty good distribution of the rock, um which is nice. and Charles and got a half a sack, and I oh, and Samson Ebucom got a half a sack. They both got awarded a half a sack for that. uh Gibson, I'm sorry, both had a sack. uh they did not give T. y McGill a sack, uh even though I guess they're saying that was a design run but the quarterback was tackled beyond the line of scrimmage. I would have gave him a sack for it, but they obviously did not. Thanks a lot. Let's see what we got going on in chat. David says, Ant, who do you prefer to play in the wildcard round? Give me the Seahawks. I want the Seahawks. I mean, they won uh, Detroit. You know, it comes down to Seahawks Green Bay now. I want Seahawks. And to come to Levi Stadium, I think that's a, a very winnable football game. And then, you know, I mean, and if it's Green Bay, I think the 49ers will still win that too. But uh, potentially, that's that's what we want. That's who we want. We want Seattle. I think that's the best matchup for the 49ers. And that way, you just don't have to deal with Aaron Rodgers at all. I mean, he knows not an elite quarterback. The 49ers can beat them. They're not a complete team. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Bobo says, we have to stop giving up a big bomb on opponents opening drives. Yeah, I'm sure that's something they're going to work on. I think the good news was Lenore was there. Gibson was there. They just didn't make the play. Uh, next time, go make that play. You know, Go get it done. WTM says, what grade would you give Elijah Mitchell today? I'm giving him an A because he went out there and executed the plays that were called. He ran hard. He ran over people. And he got into the end zone. Uh, so he looked good, especially on his first game back. I liked what I saw. Lou says, Purdy is cool as the other side of the pillow. Impressive for a rookie. I love the uh Stuart Scott, cool as the other side of the pillow. Fantastic. Pratt is finally out. So not sure what you guys have covered. We'll just you know come in and uh just you know start throwing it out there. We'll go we'll go through it again. It's just been a lot of fun so far. Hugo G says, Purdy giving me those Joe cool vibes. He's definitely cool. He's cool as a cucumber, like Lou said, cooler than the other side of the pillow. Uh years gal says, hopefully no injury. Shame Bosa didn't get record maybe next year yeah he didn't get it done. I think he'll be okay if he gets a ring. you know what I mean that's uh no one will no one will care as long as they get a ring, and I think that's what's impressive. Brad says, but was it just me or did the whole team seem like to be sleepwalking in that first half? I think they were try they had like a filling out process. This is what I think they were trying to get chemistry. I feel like the first drive on offense was spectacular. I mean, they were executing just boom boom, boom down the field. For a touchdown, it was great. I think after that there was a lull. Uh, They struggled a little bit. Uh, Arizona did a couple of things they weren't ready for. JJ Watt playing on the inside on Burford, they didn't give him help. And then I think after Kyle Shanahan started adjusting, they just started making a lot of plays. So uh, it, it, I think that's where we're at, and I I think that they can do it. I think that you know when it comes down to it, um, they were okay. They woke up. I, I felt like they still came out and gave maximum effort. The defense was flying around. And you could see as the game went on, uh, the team got more and more into it and, and more and more aggressive. But they knew they had to win the football game because, you know, Minnesota had already won in the early window. So I don't think they were sleepwalking. I think they just got a little caught off guard by a couple of things Arizona did. Um, and, you know, maybe just a little lack of execution. That happens. A little bit of a lull. Uh, loses Ant. Does it seem like the four yards finished in the red zone with Purdy at quarterback more now? Or is it more a product of CMC? Um, I think it's a combination of both. I know last year the Forty ers were tremendous in the red zone. Absolutely tremendous. This year they've been 19th. Uh, they haven't executed at such a high level. But when you start adding the weapons that the 49ers have, how are you going to stop all these guys? And I think it's even going to get better with Debo Samuel back in the mix because you watch Debo go that way and you see Christian go that way. It, it just kind of gets your eyes going multiple directions. But I think Brock Purdy can execute. You see Kyle Shannon. I mean, normally third and one. Uh, from the goal line, he's not running play action. He's going ahead and running the football. If he doesn't get it, he's going forward on fourth down. But I think that I think he does have a lot of faith in what Brock Purdy can do inside the red zone. Mr. Course says, Thank you. Man. Seattle is easily 35-7. I could. They've scored one. Was it one offensive touchdown in two games against the 49ers defense? Uh, they had the block field goal in the first first game that they played us. So that was a touchdown, and they had one offensive. Oh no, I'm sorry. Is it? It didn't end up being two. Uh, I think it. Oh no, maybe it was one. They had the, the touchdown pass right to the tight end. Uh, Mr. Chris says, Green Bay probably uh, more like 34-17 could be. What's up, Paul? How's it going? Paul comes into chat says, "Hey, my faithful family. What a game! It was fun to watch." He brick by brick, Purdy Brock steady. We're going to get some of those good ones. And Kenneth says, good job. I can't wait for the playoff broadcast. Thanks so much, Kenneth. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to them too. We're going to have a lot of fun talking 49ers in the playoffs. I hope this is a long run. I hope this goes into February and we can all enjoy having conversations about our team. Last year, the fever pitch as we got to the NFC Championship, I mean, people were just excited and couldn't wait to consume 49ers uh, content. And I was having so many great interactions with everyone. It was so fun. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that this this year. And the four-year just got to win some football games. As long as they do that, I think it's going to be a, a blast for all of us in chats having good conversations about 49er games. Uh, Brad Jones says, I thought Huff also had a good bounce-back game after the last couple of games being targeted and making some misreads. Yeah, I didn't see any of those in this football game, but I fully expected it. It was a less complicated offense. This offense is very transparent there's lots of mirrored concepts so what mirrored concepts mean is like you run one set of routes like say you're running a corner and you're running an out Uh, then on the other side you run a corner and you run an out the the mirrored concepts on both sides make it a little bit easier uh they they're formational formational wise they run like this the formations and alignment kind of give away what they do Uh, so for a defense a lot of times you can play fast um, so I think it was a good a good game for Telno Ufonga. I thought there was a couple of angle plays where maybe it wasn't the best, but overall I thought he played really well. I thought it was a bounce back game for him, a bounce back game for Diamond Lenore and for Tayshawn Gibson, which is good news. And then the 4 years got pressure again. Once they started getting pressure on David, uh, David Blau, then everything falls into place. They did what I said. I said they're not even gonna look at Charverse's Ward's way. Don't even throw over there. They didn't. It was like Allen from the hangover. Don't look at me. Uh, don't look at it at all. And that's what they did. And I think some teams are going to go that route. They're going to find 38. They're going to find one. And they're going to find, you know, 29. And those are the guys they are going to try to target and try to get their one-on-one matchups. And if they can, then they got a good chance. If not, it's going to be 49ers wins. Brad Jones says, the one thing Brock needs to learn is a quarterback sneak. You know, the funny thing about it, Brad, is I literally just, just, I was going to do it for fun. I actually thought about making a video about the one the one thing that you know the Forty yards are gonna miss without Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback sneak, uh, because they they that's one thing they always had with Jimmy. Uh, you you need an inches, you, Jimmy's gonna get it. You need one yard, he's gonna get it. And I think that is something that they definitely are gonna miss. Brock uh, doesn't have the lower body strength that Jimmy does. You could see Jimmy's legs. I mean. He's got some thick legs, and he's got a lot of strength. That's why Jalen Hurts with his quarterback snakes. But, yeah, I mean, I think he could burrow down in there and probably, you know, get some yards. But, I mean, I don't think that's going to be the, something that Brock Dirty, Brock Purdy does at a high level. Uh, so I think they're going to have to find other ways to get first downs on kind of those fourth and inches type plays. Paul says, hey, Coach Ant, how do we fix our third and long? Um, third and long. So I'm, I'm guessing you mean on defense. You just got to stick to your keys, you know what I mean? And right now, 49ers have given up some easy plays on third down. A lot of times they, they like, especially on third down, playing the sticks, playing in front, um, but they've had a little bit of miscues. And then, you know, also when you bring a blitz, and that's what the four yards were doing today with D'Amico Ryan. you're hoping you're going to get home to David Blau or at least, you know, get him off you know his target or off his timing and rhythm that he doesn't find those receivers. But he kind of stuck in there a little bit today. And then we had some you know mismatch issues. I mean, uh, we, you know, we were talking about a little earlier with Aziz Al Shire. Trey McBride was beating Aziz Al Shire, you know, on those like those choice routes and things. Those are things that we see Greenlaw take care of. And you know, when you do miss a starter, you do lose some things in some areas. Uh so I think they're gonna they're tightening down the, the hatches a little bit. I don't think they'll be as aggressive with any of the quarterbacks they're gonna be going against in the playoffs. Because whether they're playing Geno Smith, they will blitz against Geno Smith, by the way. Um, And then if they uh, play against Aaron Rodgers, you have to pick your poison. But you do want to put pressure on Aaron. You can't let him sit back in the pocket and get after it. Golden Dragon says, I don't think it's a good idea for quarterback Brock Purdy to run a quarterback sneak. Uh, Probably not. Golden Dragon says, quarterback calls timeout asking for another play. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there probably won't be very many of those anyways. Brad says, did anyone watch the Eagles game? Anyone impressed by their win? I did not get a chance to watch it. I was watching the 49ers, so uh, maybe I'll go back and watch that during the week. But, uh, I mean, it seemed like they might have pulled off the gas at some point when they were up 22-0, and the Giants started to come back. We'll see. MJ says Seahawks won, so Detroit is done. Yeah, Detroit is done. Um, They're not going to be in the playoffs, but we'll see what kind of motivation they have to keep the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs. Mr. Corey says we can also pass the Patriots for all-time wins. They're at 37. We're at 34. Yeah, playoff wins. Lou's aunt. I forgot to say I was absolutely incorrect about the acquisition of CMC. I thought they gave up too much, and I was wrong. Uh, you know, and you, Lou, you weren't the only one though. You know what I mean? A lot of people thought you know that was a lot to give up. I think they gave up four draft picks for Christian McCaffrey. But I mean, since they got him, I mean, I don't know how many people call the Kansas City count the Kansas City game. I don't because he's only there for two days showed up on friday they haven't lost uh him in this offense has been dynamic but i can understand i mean there's a lot of people that have tremendous value on draft picks uh and you know what the good news is though right we got to see it christian mccaffrey's been all that in a bag of potato chips and now we can understand that uh you know he's worked those four picks so uh lou the good thing is we get to celebrate seeing what christian mccaffrey does for this offense and it's fun says, is bringing jimmy for the sneak during the playoffs Bingo. There it is right there. Jan, there you go right there. NFC Championship game, 49ers, fourth and inches. Here comes Jimmy Garoppolo on the field. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. I like it. Why not, right? Jimmy can take a snap. Perfect, Jan. Now, Jan is thinking. Uh, MJ says, if you're if you're Dallas-like, good luck to you. Ooh, Dallas struggled today with the commanders. Just struggled. Um, Google account. How's it going? Good to see you. Coach Ant, would you rather play next week and play – who would you rather play next week and why? Seattle or Green Bay? I want the Seahawks. I want Geno. I want, you know, DK Metcalf. I I think the Fournier's defense is well-equipped to handle what Seattle does. Traverse Ward on DK Metcalf. Everybody else watching Tyler Lockett. Uh, They don't have Marquise Goodwin anymore. That speed thread is gone even from the last time they played. And then you just have to stop Kenneth Walker. And if you're able to stop Kenneth Walker and that run game for Seattle, Geno is prone to make mistakes. You can get pressure on him, cause him to speed up his clock and create turnovers. I think they're a huge matchup. With Green Bay, you know, they're they're playing better now. They're on a win streak. You have Aaron Rodgers. You just never know what that's going to look like. But also, they have a better run game. Uh, better run game, better defense in Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. So I want Detroit to win tonight. If Detroit does not win, you know, hey, bring Aaron Rodgers on. Let's see what happens. Let's uh, see if we can finish him off again and make it five straight in the playoffs. Uh, uh And then uh, Jan says, I was wondering why you said my name, Aunt, lol. Uh, Hugo says 49ers on a mission. Anytime I go on a mission, I complete said mission. The 49ers will complete the mission. I, I want it. I want it bad. We want the 49ers to get that championship this year. You know what I mean? I mean, it's been a long stretch. Attempts, close attempts, 2011 2012, 2013, 2019, 2021, you know, 2022. Can they get it done? Hopefully. Uh, I think they got the team to do it. They definitely got the team to do it. This of course is a magic skip Bayless's face watching Dallas, his team against his beloved Tom Brady. He's probably gonna he's probably gonna die. He's probably <laughs> he's gonna struggle with that one for sure. Bradson, did you see the graphic? They put up about 10 straight win teams in the playoffs. I did see that, right? The only one that has won a Super Bowl was the New England Patriots in in 2003. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I think you know part of it was, wasn't. I think Pittsburgh was on there, uh, and I believe Pittsburgh got beat by the New England Patriots. That was the year they had Ben Roethlisberger. So are there things? I mean, this is why I made the video called Why Not with Brock Purdy, uh, because... You know, there, there are things, right? He's a rookie quarterback. No rookie quarterback's ever started uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, he's the backup. You know, you can do with the backup, but there's just lots of things that say uh, you can't, but with everything, right, there's got to be a first time. Why can't it be a first time? When you have a defense like this, you know, a a guy that can call offense the way Kyle does and offensive weapons uh, around a quarterback, this is the best situation for a rookie quarterback to go in and win a Super Bowl. Why not? And when you're playing good football, you win football games and, I think it's a... Let's just see what happens. You know, I, th- I think they can get it done. Brett says, I want Seahawks and go to 7-0. and Love it in the division. That would be impressive, right? An extra win. I like that. It, it reminds me of kind of the, the 80s when we used to play the Rams a lot in the playoffs. You know, you'd end up seeing Jim Everett and the Rams. 1989 getting killed. Literally about to get hit in the backfield. Just going down. Doesn't want to get sacked. Don't want that kind of noise. Yeah, that's what I'd love to see Geno Smith doing in this game. That'd be fun. Brad says, so we all want the Seahawks, but what time and day do you want to play? Sunday. I don't care what time. It won't be 10 anyways. It would be afternoon. Sunday. Full rest. Everyone healthy. A regular week at home. Huge advantage for you. If it's on Saturday, I know Seattle has to travel, but it's not that far. I just think that's the best situation for the Niners. Kenneth says, it would be nice for Purdy to put his foot on Rogers' throat. It would be nice. You know what I mean? And uh, Aaron Rodgers, he was struggling earlier in this year. They were 4-8. and eight. They have some weapons now. Christian Watson's been scoring touchdowns. Romeo Dabbs has been coming on the scene. They still have Alan Lazard. Um, you know, and they got that two-headed monster at the running back position. So it's not like they're void of talent. They still got a pretty good defensive line that could put pressure on. And remember last year, the 49ers struggled with Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary was an absolute problem for the 49ers last year. Uh, MJ says Seahawks broke Detroit's hearts. I think it broke a lot of people's hearts. I think what that's going to do, I think someone, I can't remember who it was that brought it up in chat, but they were dead on. You know, Dan Campbell is going to be fired up. This team's going to be fired up to go out there. You know what? Our playoff hopes are ruined. Let's go ruin Green Bay's. And that's the one thing about playing a divisional rival. You just go out there and get it done. Uh, so maybe they'll come out with that sort of motivation and go ahead and beat Green Bay. Bubbles says, I don't care who, who we play, but I hope someone eliminates Philly so we can have all home games if we keep winning. Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's going to be interesting. You got Tampa and Dallas. If, if the Giants knock off Minnesota, then the Giants head uh, to Philadelphia. If the Giants lose... Uh, then it would end up being Dallas, the winner of Dallas, Tampa Bay. And that team would go in there. And uh, We'll see. And and maybe that's going to happen. Maybe that will happen. WTM says, great season. No complaints other than injuries. And the injuries haven't been as bad. I know we lost two starting quarterbacks, so it seems that bad. Uh, but relative to the 49ers, it's been a lot better. Um, and Brad Jones says, I reckon it will be. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the 49ers are, you know, they're they're sitting in the in the catbird seat as it would. You know, they're sitting there waiting uh for guys to come on. I think it's gonna be uh, a lot of fun. Um and I'm looking forward to this, you know, this next matchup, you know, see who they play. Uh uh WTM says, Coach Ant, please ship my 40 yards cutback cup this week. I want to drink lean in my new 49ers cutback cup. It should. It should ship this week. Um, you know, that's one of the things by going through our cutback shop. You know, it, it, it usually turns around pretty quick and it gets to you pretty quick. So you should get a notification sometime early this week that it has shipped WTM and it'll be on the way to you. Uh, Brad says Chargers, Jags early Saturday, Vikings, Giant Saturday night, Bengals, Ravens first on Sunday, and then flip games between Niners and Tampa Bay Monday Night Football, Bills versus Dolphins. Is, is that is that actually? What it is, Brad, let me know if that's what your prediction is or if that's what it's going to be. And MJ says, so San Francisco has the second seed. Yeah, it's official. Uh, Minnesota won, but as soon as the 49ers won today, done deal. David Campbell says, could you see Jimmy hooking up with McD in Miami? I think I think that's a possibility. There are huge question marks about Tua and his health after this concussion. I, I feel bad for him. It reminds me of another lefty with Steve Young, just with the concussions and you know the struggle to get back on the field. So. To me, that would make sense. I think it would make sense for him to go to the Jets as well. Uh, same offensive system, Robert Sala, you know, that that connection there. I think the Washington Commanders would feel that they could win football games with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I know that Raiders were doing internal talks about Jimmy Garoppolo as well. He's going to have suitors. It, it, we'll see where he ends up. And. You know, I think Jimmy's going to probably land in a pretty good situation. And I think the 49ers are going to land in a good situation because they have two young cats that are going to be battling it out between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. It's, it's good, good for everyone. Uh, but yeah, I think Jimmy G in Miami is a real reality. Mr. Corey says, Emmanuel Mosley is the one, only injured player that could keep them out of the Super Bowl. If they had Emmanuel Mosley, whoo, whoo, defense would be rough. He was playing so good. He was playing so good. I, man, uh, I, I, I hope so. I, I, I just hope we get him back next year. I hope he signs back with the Niners. Uh, I feel bad for him. He probably would have got a huge contract before the injury. But yeah, you're right. If we could have an injury back. That would be mine. And then Brad says that was his prediction. Probably a pretty good prediction overall. It was, it was good enough that I thought you, you already found out. That's how good it was. So, well done, Brad. MJ says Miami could. Look at Carr, Jimmy G, and Lamar Jackson, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, Carr and Jimmy G seem like great options for them. Uh, depending on what happens, you know, in Denver. Uh, you know, who goes there with Sean Payton? Does he go there? Does he go to Tampa Bay? Uh, there's a lot to be decided, and we're gonna find a lot of that out tomorrow, usually on Monday. Start finding out who's gonna be fired. Is Lovey Smith gonna still be with Houston? Um, it's gonna be interesting. Travis at some point too is gonna have to look in the mirror. And ask himself if playing is worth the risk for it. But it sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah, it does suck. Uh circumstances like that, I, I just yeah, it, it's it's not fun. I feel bad for the guy. Uh it's it's unfortunate. Tua seems like a very good dude. Never want anyone to have their career, you know, struggling like that. So hopefully, hopefully Tua, you know, does have a nice recovery and is able to live a nice, happy, you know, healthy life. I think that's what's important, but um, you know, I I think I don't know what the playoffs look for him. I'm hoping that you know he's still good because I I just worry about him. W Tim's if the Lions rush for more than 80 yards tonight, Green Bay has no chance against us. <laughs> I like that, and they're gonna run. I mean, the Lions have a pretty good running game. They're gonna Dan Campbell is about running the football, playing defense. The problem is Detroit's secondary. Uh, is one of those ones that I'm a little bit, you know, worried about overall. Um, so I think that we'll have to have some concerns about them. Um, and I have no idea what's going on, Hoya. What, what's going on, Hoya? Uh, and uh, Marvin says, if the Raiders stay with the current coach, he has a connection with Jimmy, that is a good possibility. Yeah, you're right. I think so. I think that makes a lot of sense, Marvin, for him to go there. He understands Josh McDaniel's offense. And they can roll with it. So, uh, yeah. And Travis says, by the way, we get a little side prediction. Are you watching this national title game tomorrow? If so, who you got? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch that for sure. Uh, I think it's gonna be a fun one. And um, let me see. We got TCU. I'm going Georgia. I I know TCU's got that spectacular offense, but I think Georgia's a more balanced team. They're not as good as they were last year, but I still think they're good enough you know, to win this game. So I'm going to go with Georgia, but I don't feel comfortable about it. Uh, I honestly thought Jim Harbaugh and Michigan was going to take care of them, but they did not. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Georgia. I'm going to go with, you know, the running the football, the defense over the explosive offense, and uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, TCU is pretty good, though. Uh, they've, they've been playing very well. Uh, Brad says, Ant, hypothetical. Say Purdy wins the Super Bowl. Would you bring in Brady for one year just to teach everything he knows to, to Purdy? And if D'Amico gets the Colts job, trade Trey to them. Uh, first off, if Purdy wins the Super Bowl, he's my starting quarterback next year. Uh, I look around at the, the players and I look at the sum of parts that we need to keep and I say, hey, we got a Super Bowl caliber team. You want to stay here, right? Which means you know taking a little less money. I think that's first. So I wouldn't go for Tom Brady in that situation. And if D'Amico goes to the Colts and, you know, and he he calls and he wants Trey Lance, then, you know, you could be willing to make that move uh, if you get the right sort of compensation back. What does that mean? Uh, Whatever the 49ers want. You know, do they want the Colts, you know, first-round pick? Do they want a first-round pick and DeForest Buckner? Uh, You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be compensation that the 49ers feel is worthy. And I think they're going to get calls on Trey Lance Especially with how good Brock Purdy plays, and if Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl, they're probably going to get tremendous calls on Trey Lance. There's lots of football teams. Atlanta's in need of a quarterback. They wanted Trey Lance. Uh, Carolina's in need of a quarterback. Uh, I could see the Jets wanting Trey Lance at this point. There's going to be lots of teams that are going to be interested in his services, and so I think it, you know he he's going to be out there. But I think it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot for the 49ers to move on from Trey Lance because. When you look at it, in the grand scheme of things, if, if uh, something happened to Brock Purdy next year in the season, you want to have a capable backup. And Trey Lance is still a cheap, capable backup with a you know plenty of time on his contract. You could roll with those two guys for the next three years. Also, uh, you could just feel like your quarterback situation is taken care of. You have a ready-to-roll team. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd trade him. It would take a lot. It would take a lot for me to move off Trey Lance, even though he's completely unproven. I just think it would. Mr. Corey says my Michigan Wolverines. That's tough. Yeah, Warren, that does uh, cover too. Uh, Wolverines fan too. It was a, it was a tough one overall. WTM says Coach Ant. Uh, what front seven in the NFC do you fear? I think the best front seven left in the NFC is the Philadelphia Eagles. They're good on defense. They're good on offense. They have a lot of sacks from their you know defensive line. I would say they're you know they're the ones who uh, probably are the most fearsome. Uh, but I think the Forty yards can. They can handle it. They could take They could take care of business. Brad Jones says, Ryan Tannehill is going to the Falcons. Probably right. If he does, I mean, that, that'll make the Falcons a lot better. Forty-Niner's gal says, hasn't this year shown you need more than one good quarterback? That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, 49er gal. The only way you don't is if you think you're going to get like a tremendous haulback, back and then you go out and you get someone like, I mean, I, I don't know if you would consider it a, a good quarterback, but you sign like a Carson Wentz or Mitchell Trubisky, or someone like that as a backup, you could go that direction and just think that, hey, in this system, they could do a little bit better. Uh, and what's up, Gary? Gary comes in to chat and says, hey, 18 for 34 likes. Step it up. Let's get some more likes in here. I hope Gary's having a good day, by the way. Uh, Four Yards Gal says, um, I'm sorry. Mr. Corey says, do not trade Trey Lance. I think we're, we're kind of ingr- agreeing with that. Marvin says, Mr. Corey, NCAA is investigating Harbaugh in Michigan for possible violations or perhaps for getting caught yeah the investigation thing will make it a little bit more complicated if that's the case he could do like pete carroll and just hop right back to the nfl and leave the the college to pick up the pieces um i mean that could definitely happen david campbell says first round pick and quentin nelson Ooh, i like that you just get better along the offensive line add the guard i mean if you're are you bringing back mike McGlinchey? if you're you're not i mean you have. i mean if you are you got mcclenchy quentin nelson aaron banks pretty pretty good david campbell thinking i like that i like that the way you think um marvis says, i would trade him to atlanta for a used linebacker um interesting you know who i you know what i would be interested in doing is trading him to a team where you could get an edge rusher i'll tell you what. Well, i don't know how many people watch the jacksonville game but jacksonville tennessee was a fun game to watch because uh, Arden Key uh, and those guys were flying around. Uh, Arden Key and, I mean, uh, who was the other one? Going blank. The guy that was drafted after uh, Nick Bosa in that draft. Man, he was one of my favorite guys out of Kentucky. Uh, but those guys were flying around making plays. And all of those guys are long. Uh, that was fun to watch. And I would love to get one type of those, one of those guys you know, outside on the edge, maybe not from Jacksonville, I'm just saying those type of players on the outside, outside, you know, opposite of Nick Bosa. I think it would just be tremendous. 49 uh, yards, Fogies, what's up, Gary? Says, great day at the Heathen and Niner Empire, Vancouver. Well done. So I'm sure that the Heathen was going strong. Uh, that's good. Bobo says, in order to sign Bosa long-term, we might have to lose some key players in other positions. That's true. I mean, you, this might be the swan song. This might be the end of the playoffs for Jimmy Ward, players like that. Uh, but you know with the salary cap continuing to explode i'm sure they could try to find some room for someone thank you mr cory josh allen well done thank you yeah i like josh allen a lot he's been pretty good uh so that's good uh brad says i reckon miami is going to fire mcdaniels unless they go on a deep playoff run so stephen ross can bring in jim harbaugh oh uh, wow yeah he wanted harbaugh before right maybe man i i, I would feel bad I would feel bad. And, and thanks for Brad for coming through with Josh Allen too. I would feel bad if they, if they fired McDaniels after one year, where would he end up? You know, uh, I would take him back in San Francisco. Hopefully, you know, he would come back, but he could land somewhere else. Hugo G says, trade him to the commanders for chase young. Well, that would be nice. Put him opposite of, uh, Nick Bosa. Ooh, that's something to think about. Uh, that, that would be tremendous. And I, Josh Allen, oh, there's two Josh Allens, Marvin Rose, the one that plays quarterback and the one that plays defensive end. Uh, And Josh Allen, the defensive end, is the one we're talking about from Kentucky. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, you're right. One did play at Wyoming. Uh, Pretty spectacular. But, hey, everyone, thanks for coming through for the live reaction show. I had a lot of fun talking with all you guys about the 49ers. We're going to get more information tonight once we know exactly what happens in this Green Bay Packers game. But everyone enjoy it, watch the game, have a good night, have a good weekend. we will be plenty of content during the week. Everyone stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers.